Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Is the clock striking midnight on Brock Purdy? Oh, no. Maggie and Perloff, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, a little harsh to say the clock is striking midnight, Perloff, but two interceptions in the fourth quarter as the 49ers were trying to make a comeback on the road against Minnesota. Two picks. Minnesota wins the game. San Francisco has now lost two in a row. If the Niners can get that Brock Purdy game week in and win out, week in and week out, they're winning the Super Bowl. That was he was unbelievable through three quarters. The defense one hundred percent let them down. Christian McCaffrey one hundred percent let them down. They'll take that for Brock Purdy any day of the week. Okay, first of all, McCaffrey's hurt. So he's playing with an injury, and he played every offensive snap of the game. I don't understand that. He's already has 125 rushing attempts. I believe his career high is like 280 or something like that. So he, they are using him and using him and using him, even though he is hurt. You had the defense who guys were getting dinged up in that fourth quarter. So you have some of your best players coming in and out of the game. Purdy, if he wait, doesn't wait, wait, throw wait. those two picks, Perloff, yeah. it's possible that they actually do win that game. Wait, wait, wait. So you're making excuses for Christian McCaffrey, who is who is bad all night long. No, I'm and, saying that's bad and, on Kyle Shanahan. Why are if he is actually hurt? I know he had the two touchdowns and he had the fumble because he fumbled at the 11 yard line. A winning running back doesn't do that. That's one thing. Dude, you just made excuses for the defense. Why can't we make excuses for Purdy? Well, because Purdy is the one with the ball in his hands. Yeah. Two weeks in a row yeah. where on the final drive last week, I know that Jake Moody should have just hit a 41-yarder, but Purdy was only three for six on that final drive. Could have gotten them a little closer, I guess. And then That Shanahan caught off the dogs on that last drive. He's like, we have a 40-yard chip. He ran out the clock. Okay, but three for six. And then the other part is... You had last night yeah. where he throws the two picks, and just that's the reason that why they lost. No, it no. is. You you think Brock Purdy's the reason they lost last night? I think Brock Purdy throwing those two picks when he did is the reason they lost last night. Well, the last pick you can't possibly think that they were they had thirty seconds late, three plays left on the thing. He had to throw the ball downfield at some point. He had to take a shot, didn't he? He has to take a shot, but I mean, you don't have to throw the pick. Well, the Vikings could protect the end zone. That's an impo- that was an impossible situation. Regard, you're, you're saying that the, the Niners defense let Kirk Cousins throw for almost 400 yards. Where did that, without Justin Jefferson, how can you possibly not put it on that defense? I will. Listen, Kirk Cousins, we all know what this is with Kirk Cousins. We'll <laughs> Wait, talk about him no, in a little bit. No, explain this. It was a nighttime game against Kirk Cousins. How did this happen? Well, you understand what happens with Kirk. 
it's never the numbers sometimes do not tell the story. Last night they did because Jordan Addison was huge. They were able to move the ball. They were kind of targeting Traverius Ward. They were they were able to move the ball, but it's not like they were putting massive points on the board. This is a game where the final score was 22 to 17. It hit the under by like five points. I mean, this is, it's not like Kirk Cousins may have had this good statistical game, but they scored six points in the second half and none in the fourth quarter. So it, it's it's not like the defense was totally oblivious. It's not like Kirk, we had, they put up 40 on this they, defense. They controlled the entire game. From start to finish, the Niners could not get the Vikings off field. Kirk dropped back 45 times. You know how many sacks the Niners had? I think yeah. zero. Zero. That's the most dropbacks in the entire season against any team without a sack. That is really ineffective and really shocking. I, I cannot believe that all of a sudden the Niners cannot get after the quarterback. When does that happen? So the entire the Niners have a formula. Kyle Shanahan is an unbelievable in the beginning of the game. They run down the field and score on the first drive. This time, McCaffrey fumbled at the 11, so yeah. that didn't happen. The Vikings get a lead, and all of a sudden, the Niners had to get more conservative on defense, couldn't run after the quarterback. So Brock Purdy never had the ball in his hand, and what he did, he easily drove up and down the field. He was nearly perfect through 48 minutes of the game. Okay. He had one mistake, which was 100% on the wide receiver, Jawan Jennings, okay. who's a scrub. Well, afterwards, Brock Purdy said, that was all on me. And well, not, he's and just not, saying no, that. No, no, no. He not, is 100% just saying I, that. He, I don't think he is, because he's saying that Juwan ran Ran the right route, and I was the one who missed him. So I don't yeah. know. It doesn't matter to me what Peyton Manning said. Or Peyton whatever. Manning said Jawan Jennings <laughs> wiggled to the outside when he should have been cutting inside, and we saw the play. You think that Brock Purdy's just going to throw to a wide open space where the safety is? Of course, the receiver was it's supposed to be there. Making a mistake, and I know that they're rare for Purdy, but he actually did make them last night. So when we see what we see, which is this is a fourth quarter league, and especially for quarterbacks, and listen. If you want to put Purdy in the MVP conversation, which is exactly where people like you were putting him yeah. three weeks ago. I do want to put him there. <laughs> well, I want to put him not, there. <laughs> not for last, the last two weeks. Life comes at you fast in the NFL. and the last two weeks, he does not deserve to be in that conversation. I, I couldn't believe how good he was last night. To be totally honest, for through three quarters, I'm like, I knew Brock Purdy was good. But last night, he was probably playing his best game of the year. One of his best games ever. Yeah, it kind of fell apart at the end. But they really should have been winning that game. Well, there's yeah. no reason. They, they should have won that game by two touch. A normal Niners team, there's definitely something off with the defense. Yeah. Normally, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and all those guys are going to just win you the game. Now, I understand what you're saying. Brock Purdy is more of a passenger on this Niners yeah. ride. Like, yeah, the bus, the bus he, he's supposed, to be, a, he's supposed to be a placeholder. Yeah. And maybe he can turn Tom Brady and win every fourth quarter drive. But I thought last night was a really good game by Brock Purdy. Okay, so I think we're seeing what this is like when game's on the line, you're on the road. So this has happened now the last two weeks, but let's yeah. just focus on last night. Game on the line, you're on the road, and you don't have things perfect. You don't have the compliment. This is like, you know, the yeah. only time we saw Brock struggle really was against the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game last year because his elbow got, you know, totally fried in the middle of the game and he had all these injuries. For the most part, for Purdy, while he has also been good, it's just, it's been almost perfect by NFL standards around him. You know, with offensive line intact, with your weapons there. And last night, no Trent Williams on the left tackle uh, side. And you also have no Debo. And that's a that's enough to kind of throw things off kilter. So when it's crunch time and it's winning time on the road, he wasn't able to get it done. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that off kilter. He's 21 for 30, 272, one touchdown, two picks. One was 
kind of a desperation heave, in yeah. my opinion. 21 for 30 is not bad. 272, that's about nine yards per attempt. That's really good. That's the other thing, too. He was getting aggressive downfield. It's a very timing-oriented offense. So when one person is not going according to plan, that's a big problem. And to me, that was not on Purdy. And I think Kyle Shanahan agrees with me. I think Shanahan is definitely not yelling at Brock Purdy today. Um, Listen, I don't know how – I don't know. I'm not sure what Shanahan's going to do here, wh- how he handles his quarterbacks after games like that. He's certainly not going to publicly air him out. I, I, I bet Shanahan's a guy who lets a quarterback go with everything and yells at like, every other yeah, – he's, fa- he's <laughs> yeah. the number one yeller of any coach in the league. Like, he is really hard on his players. I can't see him yelling at Brock Purdy because you would kind of kill Brock Purdy's confidence. Well, maybe. Or, you know, see, here's the thing about Brock, right? And I got criticized for this when I said I don't think he's an MVP candidate because I said, look around him. You know, the the, the, Kittle and Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey, they're literally called the Yak Brothers, yards after the catch. Like, it's not Purdy here. He's just part of the system. And I got criticized because people said to me, Maggie, if he was a first-round pick, You'd be talking about how great he is. You're holding people, a, meaning me. Well, you, a couple of the weedos, <laughs> coffee drinkers in the <laughs> chat. You know, I, I see everything. But it was this is a bias against where he was picked in the draft, right? Yeah, yeah. He's famously Mister Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. And if if he had been a first round pick, you'd be like, wow, what a distributor, what a this, what a that. And it's like, no, 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 no. This wasn't a bias. This was, I thought, people raising expectations on Purdy. To where they were not, they they weren't, that's not natural. Like, it's not what he is, and that's not where he's playing, that he would be an MVP. That means lifting your team when things aren't perfect. And that is not his game. He can execute Shanahan's vision. That's great. But when everything goes to pot, I, I don't believe that he's someone who can win the game for you. I understand what you're saying. But this, this is a team sport. I think he's exactly what they need a quarterback. And you understand even in a loss last night, there's probably a little bit more there than we might expect. Like, if I told you tomorrow they're going to Sam Darnold instead of Brock Purdy, even though you're being slightly I'd be shocked. Yeah, like Purdy's playing yes. well enough to manage this team. It's exactly who they need. They win this game with running and defense normally. I honestly don't know what happened. There must have been a full moon in Minnesota. This was, to me, much more of a team loss than putting it on Brock Purdy. I understand the quarterback gets way too much blame. But I, I also would not count Brock Purdy out of the MVP race because his numbers are still stellar for the season. If they go on a run and win every game, like if they get hot again and yeah. Purdy plays like he did last night, I think they could win a lot of games and he's going to end up looking much better. If they'd come away with a W last night, which we kind of all expect, did you have any idea the Vikings were going to do that last night? I, I didn't, yeah. but then once Addison started really getting going yeah. in that, that touchdown right before the half where he basically wrestles the ball away from Traverius Ward, yeah. and they had been wrestling all night, right? Uh, and that was a really good matchup. He rustles it away from him and runs in for a 60-yard touchdown. I was like, ooh, the Vikings came to play tonight. Yeah. It was one of, exactly. It was one of those nights. I think Purdy can bounce back if the Niners go on a roll, which they, they're still an unbelievably talented team. They're going to get no Debo doubt. Samuel back. That's going to make a huge difference. I'm not disagreeing that he that he needs the good pieces around him. Like he needs Debo, he needs Kittle, he needs McCaffrey. But regardless of MVP or not, he is definitely good enough to lead this team to very very far. And last night I thought he was really outstanding through three and a half quarters, and that is something to me. The schedule upcoming for San Francisco now on a two-game slide. They're home for Cincinnati, who's going to be coming off their bye. Oof. Then they go into their bye week. Then coming out of the bye at Jacksonville. Oof. Um, but then, you know, then Tampa, then at Seattle, at Philly, Seattle again, Arizona, Baltimore. 
not easy. That's tough. Yeah, and they're and I think it's a little bit also where after they beat the Cowboys, the 49ers were on such a high, and it was almost like boogeyman stuff. Where I think they were probably intimidating a lot of teams. I know it's professional football, but you're intimidating a lot of teams just by walking in the building. It's like, wow, this team on both sides, this is like magical, and they're the best team in football and all of that. Now I think it's a little of the shine has been taken off of the 49ers in these last two games. And so perhaps they don't have that same like, oh, gosh, these are world beaters. Like, no, actually, they can be beat. The Cleveland Browns just beat them on the road. Or excuse me, Cleveland Browns beat them. Vikings beat them like they're vulnerable. Definitely. They have one huge vulnerability. Their kicker is not doing the job. That That's the number one. Honestly, that is going to cost them. I, I know they, they use a third-round pick on a kicker, and that's what they get. That's a huge problem. Last night, I thought Fred Warner made huge mistakes. He seemed out of it. Uh, Nick Bosa completely neutralized. Yeah. Dre didn't, Ge- didn't call his name, barely. Dre Greenlaw almost killed somebody, but generally he was up and down because he kept getting hurt. I, I thought that was an incredibly disappointing performance. Yeah. I'm not worried about Brock Purdy, but I am worried. Was that the new Niners defense? Are they not good anymore? That that crossed my mind. I, I think that's a jumping to conclusions. Funny things happen in the NFL, but if Purdy is not the problem there, what? I, first of all, there's no problem. They're five and two. They're going to be fine. But if you could get Brock Purdy to be that efficient, that defense will win for you. Normally, that's what we expect. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, do you see this as a Purdy problem? Uh, do you see this as a 49ers bigger problem or just a two-game slide? 855-212-4CBS. Again, next week, they welcome in the Cincinnati Bengals who are coming off of a bye. Well, how about a poll? Yes. Who do you put last night's loss on for the Niners? Brock Purdy or the defense? Okay, there we go. At Maggie and Pearl is where you can go vote. On that, uh, okay, a lot more to do, including which NFL team with a losing record does Perloff now see in the playoffs? Again, 855-212-4CBS. It is Maggie and Perloff. We do say good morning to the widows and the coffee drinkers in the chat. Good morning, everybody. Our CBS Sports Radio affiliates, who we appreciate so much. Uh, Sirius XM Channel 158 in the free Odyssey app, yes. Am I imagining something this morning? Maybe maybe it's just in my head. What's that? Is everybody in a good mood because the Philadelphia Phillies lost last night? I feel like there's yeah. an extra kick in everyone's step. Oh, I walk not. in, everyone's smiling. A horrible all of a sudden, people... All of a sudden, people want to talk to me in the morning. Usually, I walk in after a Phillies win, and everyone kind of avoids me. Today, everyone just sort of has a, a little... A little extra smile. What's going on? No idea what you're talking about. I'm in a horrible mood. I know. We're devastated for you. Game seven. (laughs) Devastated for me. (laughs) (laughs) And for all of us. I mean, we we all really jumped into the Phillies bandwagon here. The greatest team in baseball history should not be going to a game seven. We don't know what's going on. It is wild. It's beneath (laughs) them, quite frankly, a game seven. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff. Straight ahead. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. As usual, I find myself defending Brock Purdy. Not as usual because he's lost two games as a starter. <laughs> it's not much. But he doesn't need that much defending. Me, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback experts out there are yeah. gigantic <laughs> Brock Purdy fans. It was a love fest on the Manning cast for Brock Purdy. I, I think because Aaron Rodgers from California. Aaron Rodgers, who was outstanding on the Manning cast, Loves these young quarterbacks. He kind of claims that he mentored them all. Oh, wait, yeah. but Purdy's from Arizona. Oh, just because he plays, plays for the Niners, and Rodgers has a connection to that team. Got it, got and it. And I got the sense of, like, 
Aaron Rodgers claiming a little ownership on Brock Purdy. He's like, kind of like, yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Rodgers but, can see everything. He's like LeBron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lying he, about stuff like this. He so, it was so LeBron-like. He yeah. was like, yeah, I knew from the day I saw him in uh, junior year at Iowa State that this guy <laughs> had something special. You did? Anyway, yeah. Uh, it's like when LeBron said that he knew Kobe was going to drop 81, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he knew it, just knew it. But there heart. was a lot there was a lot of good for them to talk about with Purdy through most of the game. Yes, he came up short in the fourth quarter, but the debate today is was that loss on Brock Purdy who threw two interceptions or was it on the defense who shockingly got torn apart by Kirk Cousins? Give us a call 855-212-4CBS 855-212 Four two two seven. I say it was not on Purdy. Yeah, I got to put it on Purdy. I mean, fourth quarter, this is where games are won and lost. It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to be staked to these big leads like he has been because the defense has been so good yeah. in their five wins. And fourth quarter is winning time. And you're in a tough situation where you don't have your full complement on offense with no Debo, no Trent Williams. And he threw two picks and it cost him the game. Um, quickly, Joe, a number to back you up. Last night, Minnesota, 7 for 11 on third down. Mm -hmm. Wild. And of the 378 yards that Kirk Cousins threw for last night, 183, 183 were on third down. Now 60 came in the Jordan Addison uh, touchdown. But still, I mean, that's incredible on third down. All right, Steve Wilkes, the Niners defensive coordinator, that was the worst worst play call I've ever seen. All you have to do is keep everyone in front of you and tackle them. They would have run out of time. They couldn't have run another play. That was a nightmare play for the Niners defense. So that was part of the formula, too. Again, not Purdy. Let's go to Newark. And Nick is there, wants to talk about Purdy. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? I just literally just was hearing you guys at the station, what you're talking about. Um, on my way, I just literally just parked my truck in the driveway. Um, awesome. Welcome aboard. But uh, I to tell you, Jude, I, I don't want to really stick up for him because I'm a diehard Raider fan. However, I know you're like, nah, eh. But uh, <laughs> we didn't say a word. A little we let that slide. It, 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 because if he was a number round, see what you're saying. If he was a first round pick, you guys would expect more from him. He is Mister Irrelevant, like right. you said, the last pick. And what he did, he he can't, look. You got rid of Trey Lance, and you got rid of uh, Jimmy G. We got that guy. Why? I don't like him. Anyways, yeah. point being, Fair. you guys put it all on him. He, I think he's doing for. For him being a, the last pick in the draft, and it's not just on him. Oh, and Nick, as a quarterback, Nick, you're 100 percent right. Life. And this is this is where you and I are actually going to agree, Mister Irrelevant. This guy's killing it. This is one of the best stories yeah, we've seen doing, outside of Brady. He's not the MVP of the league. See, that's where I was having trouble when all of a sudden he's in the MVP conversation because I no. think he's more a product of the people around him. But no, I'm not taking away from Purdy's story. There'll be a movie about him one day. And I, I agree with you on certain aspects. Like, yeah, look at his toys that he has to play with. He yeah. has, he has McCaffrey. He has, he, he, dude, Debo. He has, he has some good players on his side and his defense is stacked. No doubt. So, uh, and they need the defense didn't show up either. I have yet to watch the game. I just got off of work. However, I only work with Niner fans. I'm like, me and my other boys, I got two other people that are Raider fans. The rest are all Niner fans. It's like. In Newark, New Jersey? (laughs) No, California. Oh, okay. There you go. Hayward, yeah. Uh, There you go. Listen, Nick, well, when you watch the game, thank you for the call and get home safely, please, after a long night working. Uh, When you watch the game, you're going to see three quarters of good Purdy, and then you're going to see one quarter of not good Purdy. Again, even the not good Purdy, I'm telling you what's happening right now in that Niners 
team building, they're yelling at the receiver on the first pick. I don't care about the second pick. There's 30 seconds left of the game. You and I always disagree. Quarterbacks have to do desperate things in the last 30 seconds yeah. of the game. But this is such a timing-based offense that if one part of the timing is off with the receiver, it's going to be an interception. That's what you get when you play an offense like this. Just a side topic real quick. Brock Purdy and Tua, they have very similar, right? They just throw to spaces, so and they have a lot of weapons around them. Either of those guys could win MVP, Maggie. I know there are weapons around them, but that doesn't mean that the quarterback's not going to get credit because that's how it always works. Yeah, I guess, like, I, I could see Tua doing a little bit more backyard type of stuff. You're right about the timing routes, but Tua also shouldn't be extending plays because of his health. Like, like you right. can't just be running around back there and run into a brick wall at some point. So if I made you pick right now, who's more likely to win the MVP, Brock Purdy or Tua? Tua. Okay. Yeah. I would pick Brock Purdy because if Tua does do those backyard plays you're talking about, yeah. he's not going to be around till week 18. <laughs> uh, again, you can go vote on our poll at Maggie and Pearl on the Twitter. I refuse to call it X. Um, who is more responsible for last night's loss? Is it on Purdy? Is it on the defense? We say good morning to Andrew Bogish wearing an awesome, awesome Whalers sweater today. Well, thank you very much. Good on you. Left my Phillies hat at home. Uh, headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We say it all the time about the city itself. Philadelphia is sometimes too nice for its own good. And now the same is true of its baseball team. The Phillies have left the Diamondbacks all the way back into the NLCS. The pennant should have been won last night at the bank and the pitch swing and that's a line drive down the right field line fair ball into the corner carroll powering towards third it gets away from castellanos carroll's going to score easily Marte on his way to third and it's an rbi triple diamondbacks extend their lead it's now four to one as heard on d-backs radio their first three runs came in the second including back-to-back homers from tommy Pham and lourdes guriel which quieted over 42,000 fans, Merrill Kelly and four relievers did the rest in a 5-1 win, giving us a Game 7 in Philly tonight. Nick Castellanos trying to rationalize the Phil's mistake. We do win tomorrow and we go to the World Series. We're a better team in the World Series having gone through this adversity. Let's say if we would have swept them four games and, and we have a, a low period and we're waiting to see who we play. Oh, wow. <laughs> is, there, is there any data to back that up? <laughs> Is there any analytics? Like, yeah, huh? it was too easy being up 2-0, so we decided to go the limit with these guys. Yeah, it's going to make you tougher. It's like, no, I think mm. it's going to wear out your bullpen most likely. Yeah. Well, baseball is so funny that you, you have no idea how a team's going to respond after that, but Phil's have some problems, guys. We have problems here. I mean, now that it's all, everyone's on board with my Philadelphia Phillies. Wait, what? I thought you guys were all about the Phillies. No, we're here. It's listen. I just think that a game seven is a little beneath the best team to ever play the sport. But what do you do? They figured out the Phillies. Just pitch around Bryce Harper, and you can beat this team any day of the week. Yeah, you know, you didn't need like five Harvard guys to figure that one. Yeah. I know, but they were pitching them the first two games. Now they're like, oh, hitters five through nine are terrible. Why don't we pitch to those guys? It is very, it's desperate times. Although, I guess Nick Castellano says this is right where they want to be. <laughs> yeah, they got it right where they want them. <laughs> never played a Game 7 in their history, so the, they wanted to try it. The so Phillies I, have never played a Game 7? Yeah. No. Th- yeah. 
I can't I can't handle tonight. <laughs> I'd have to See, this is the yin and the yang of the Philly thing because you get no drama on all your fourth down and short calls because of the tush yeah. push. So now you need maximum drama for the baseball. Yeah. The Phillies need some version of the tush push, something that's guaranteed this is gonna go bad tonight. I'm not I'm honestly I said this this morning tonight. to a friend. Wow. I can't watch tonight. I'm gonna watch on DVR because I, there's too much stress. Do you guys relate to that? Baseball is such a slow burn. To lose a game seven is sports pain like no other. Uh, oh, really? We don't know that. Like, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. watching Andy Chavez make the greatest catch of all time only to have it ripped away, yeah. you know, inning <laughs> later. Yeah, we don't know nothing about game seven heartbreak. Nope. Yeah, no, no clue. Can't relate. Um, <laughs> it says the Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah. Oh, last second heartbreak? I'm sorry. You might have to check in with someone else. <laughs> it only could be my own subcategory of just sports sadness. I'm sorry, Bogus. Back to you. No, I saw a great tweet last night about the no game seven in Philly history before. They've been in existence in some form or fashion since like 1883. So the tweet was like, if you told a Phillies fan in 83, they, when they play a game seven with Arizona, they wouldn't know what Arizona or game seven is. Arizona was in a state in 1883. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely didn't have an expansion team then, I guess. No, I don't think the original MLB was yeah. able to expand past the Mississippi. Yeah, remember the Southwest Territory Diamondbacks in 1883? <laughs> Panning for gold out there and just being wrong. Well, I mean, they would have had a game seven against the Toronto Blue Jays in the 93 World Series if Joe Carter didn't hit the ball 500 feet. That was, you're right. Is that unusual to not have a game seven? This feels weird. Uh, I don't know about unusual, but I was surprised that they hadn't played one by now. I'm going to be honest. Anytime something new happens in baseball, I'm pretty shocked. Considering They've been playing forever. Exactly. It's like, this is the first time on a Wednesday that someone is grounded into four double plays <laughs> while everyone's left-handed. I'm like, that can't be. <laughs> Had to have happened at least twice before. I'm shocked that someone found that stat. <laughs> or, like, now nah, I think Maggie's onto something. Maybe they're just making it up out of the blue. ESPN stats and info it. is like, no one's going to fact check this. <laughs> <laughs> they're just messing with all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Uh, Rangers Suarez and the immortal Brandon Fott will be on the mound this evening <laughs> with the <laughs> Rangers waiting Texas with its second straight route in Houston. This one, 11-4 to win its first AL title since 2011. Two more homers, five more RBI for Adolius Garcia, his manager, Bruce Bochy. We're not surprised about what he did. I've, I've seen him do it during the year. This guy's an incredible talent. And what he did, and really we had contribution from everybody, but what he did is truly amazing. Bochi is the first skipper ever to take three teams to the World Series. Garcia's 15 RBI, the most ever in a series. The Astros, meanwhile, lose all four home games in this series to finish one and five there this postseason, 40 and 47 at home for the entire year. The Vikings, without Justin Jefferson, fought off the Niners without Debo Samuel and Trent Williams on Monday Night Football in Minneapolis, 22-17. San Francisco never led. Two attempts to take the lead in the fourth quarter, ending with Brock Purdy picks. There was also a Christian McCaffrey fumble, and that's all you need to know, says Kyle Shanahan. When both teams only punt once, uh, it looks like it's going to be a shootout, but... um. You know, we ended up turning over two more times than them, and it was a five-point game. So, 
almost as simple as that. This was the Niners' first game with multiple giveaways since week seven of last season. McCaffrey did score twice last night, giving him a TD in 16 games in a row, but his team loses for the second time in five days. Broncos safety Kareem Jackson suspended four games following his second ejection this season for an illegal hit, and the Eagles are trading for Titan safety Kevin Byard, fellow safety Terrell Edmonds, and two late-round picks next spring go to Tennessee. More Connor Stallions details, courtesy of ESPN, the now infamous Michigan football staffer, apparently bought tickets for 30-plus games at 11 different schools over the last three seasons, often using his own name, Good Paper Trail. Uh, The tickets purchased include ones on each side of the stadium for Saturday's Ohio State-Penn State game, but those apparently went unused smartly. The NCAA is expecting video evidence of Stallions or someone else who was using those tickets, filming the sidelines while they were in the building. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting something a little more stealth from a former Marine. Yeah. I mean, we I know we're the best <laughs> and the brightest, and we got the, you know, and appreciate the military serving, but, like, there's got to be a fake mustache, a beard. Right, anything. it's not the CIA, it's the Marines. They storm beaches. Okay, well, they're also got to know a little about covert ops, right? They don't know how to legally tape. There's nothing in... Fort Benning, Kentucky. Like, right, here's here's how we're going to legally tape signs uh, from Northwestern. <laughs> I might might want to add it to the program because you never know when the, that kind of skill is going to come I, in. Hand. I think they need to hire former FBI guys. Those are the guys who'll get in there and not get caught. What makes you think they haven't? Great point. Great point. I'm sure, I'm sure Georgia. They win national championships. They probably have FBI guys. That's probably why they're doing they're it right. I want to know why we <laughs> waited so long to drop this hammer. Like, this is much more significant than anything else against Harbaugh so far? Why are we sitting on this info for so long? Maybe they're waiting for the smoking gun. I don't That's know. That's a great question yeah. because it What's seems like everyone timing? has known about this. Right. All the other coaches have known about it. I don't know. Maybe a lot of teams do it. Is that possible? I mean, I'm sure everybody does something. I mean, I, I was shocked to learn that you couldn't do it in the first place because... Well, you like, are allowed to sign, steal signs. Right, but you can't go... You can't advance yeah. scout. Yeah. I mean, the kids in my neighborhood that play 10U football, they go watch other teams play for future, yeah. again, in 10U football. Wow. So I, I figured everyone in NCAA was doing this. But so for that to be against the rule was surprising. I'm sure they all do some yeah. kind of well, well, that is a espionage. Thing. It is such a minor infraction. It's kind of like Spygate. That was, it's all stupid what we're talking about. Uh, but I don't know because I think it's going to be, well, you and I were disagreeing last week. You thought it was going to be a little bit, a, a snowball into a bigger deal. I do. I think it's going to stick with them 100%. There's going to be a bit of an asterisk here. But I do think the fact that you are allowed to steal signs, like what are we talking about here? Is it that hard to see a side to see the sideline? You could probably see a lot of this on camera. Yeah, but to Bogus's point, it's been against the rules to go scout ahead. And what's up with your under ten football team is going to scout the competition? Yeah, we were we, the last game I went my to watch my son's friends play. They were coaches from a team that they're playing like next weekend, watching that game to like see what little Timmy's going to do on the four plays they know. Wait a minute. Was that yeah. a thing when we were kids? I don't know, but yeah, I, li- I like it. I, I, I like it. I like Do they have a game plan and coaches meetings all week? Uh, I mean, they practice like four days a week and then play on <gasps> Sunday morning. Four days a week for 10 and under? Yeah. yeah. Are we in Texas? What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> you think, right? <laughs> Are any of these kids even have a shred of a possibility of even playing Division One? No, they're 10. I mean, some kids are fast or bigger, but they're 10. A lot can a lot can change between now and oh. seven years from now. I was a future pro at 9 and 10. Because In I was what, a foot, break dancing? No, I was a foot <laughs> taller than everybody. I was I, I was 
basically Victor Wembanyama when I was 10 years old. <laughs> then everyone caught up in puberty. I mean, I'm 6'4", but I, I was this size when I was 10, yeah. except I weigh, I was about 6'3", 99 pounds. And then that little Did you thing a negative called, BMI? Yeah, basically. But then uh, after 10, everyone got really fast, and I did not. Ah, man, that I'm surprised. Been. Scouting ahead on an under-10 football team. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It'd be funny if, like, if my husband was a coach of football – and it was like, all right, where are you going? And it's like, well, I'm going over to watch yeah. the other team's yeah. kids play. I'd be like, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I have this image of a nine-year-old with a Microsoft tablet on the <laughs> sideline throwing it down in frustration. <laughs> Timmy ran the wrong route. Well, I mean, some of the other places that we play are, that like my neighborhood plays are insane. Well, see, that's the thing. That's what always keeps this going. It's the paranoia that the other team is doing. Yeah. That's college football, by the yeah. way, like to a yeah. T. But that's, I think that's what keeps the parents, like, going crazy. Would a coach really think that his nine-year-olds are going to really pick up anything <laughs> watching other nine-year-olds yeah. play football? Like, oh, you know, on third down, they really like to go to the draw play. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think that I think the yeah. nine-year-olds on their, you know, cell phone or tablet are talking about the next manga or, you know, anime that came out. I don't think they're paying attention to this game. Dude, this is the crazy thing. Up until this year, they all, you had to run out of the same formation. This is the first year you have multiple <laughs> formations. And they still had to pre scout. And they're still filming games and going back and watching them. Like, there's like four plays. And people were still like scouting and reviewing film and talking about game plans and stuff. And uh, they I all think they're the Giants. When I was uh, younger, I was a tennis player, and one of the dads of one of the other girls on the tennis team used to watch all of go to the all the other girls' matches. See, it turns out there he you was go. just a gigantic weirdo. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was no. not scouting anything. He was just well, he was creep. scouting. Massive, gigantic right. weirdo. Yeah. Uh, we have an agenda. I've shared this story before. We had a giant brawl between two coaches in my little league because one of the coaches kept batting his batter at like third and seventh and eleventh. <laughs> they kept putting Jeff Markowitz up. He was, I mean, he was a five-tool player. I get it. He was awesome. <laughs> but this okay, little league coach was like there. breaking the order all the time. And like he just batted three batters again. And the coaches actually got in each other's face. I mean, yeah, that's the kind of message you want to send to these kids. Cheat your way to the top. Then you end up working for Michigan on the sideline <laughs> recording Illinois. But you bring up a great point. If there's a weird guy with a camera on the side of a Little League game, scouting is not my main concern yeah, here. girls tennis. Uh, oh, like boy. So. Yeah, it's like we all pretty much hit the forehands and the backhands the same way, mister. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I got to point out real quick yeah. that Giannis, uh, apparently on board with Damian Lillard, he signs a three-year extension with the Bucks worth $186 million. That now runs alongside Lillard's contract. So I guess they've made fast friends in Milwaukee. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. Coming up, One Star does go against the grain. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Well Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back to Maggie and Perloff. Well, you don't see this every day. Drama-free, for the most part, contract extension for an NBA superstar. Rarely happens this day and age, but it did happen yesterday where Giannis Antetokounmpo agrees to a three-year extension up to $186 million. He's now under contract through the 2027-2028 season, which is a player option. And basically what happens now is there is like a core four, if you will, in Milwaukee with Giannis, Dame Lillard, who the team traded for just a couple weeks ago, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, who are obviously older players, but they are also signed now. Doesn't core four mean a young group that can grow together like the 1996 Yankees? Well, I'm just this saying is like, these are their four. <laughs> this is the core four of an old folks home at a playing bridge. Yeah, this is not a core four. Only 28. Core four? How long are these players you just mentioned going to be in the NBA? Well, they're hoping for what? At least until 2027, 2028, and that's the window right now to win mm. the title. But you know, here's the thing about Giannis. I appreciate him doing this because I think for so long it was thought of that small markets can't keep their superstars. And this is, I mean, going back to Kareem with Milwaukee. Like, this is not a new thing, but that it could be harder and harder. And instead, Giannis basically told everyone from the New York Times to local podcasts this offseason, I need another superstar to play with uh, or I'm not going to believe that the organization is serious about winning. They went out. They made the trade for Dame Lillard. He's rewarding their aggressiveness with some loyalty, and now everything is signed and sealed for the next three years. Oh, I feel bad, Maggie. You you and your rosy-eyed Americana outlook, <laughs> small town rewarded. Have you followed the NBA the last 10 years? Guess what happens? Every superstar wants out of his contract and pushes for a trade. If these guys are too old and fall apart within a year or two, you don't think Giannis is going to say, get me out of here? I'd like to think... Because the organization did move, I would say they moved heaven and earth, but actually I thought got a pretty good return on the Dame Lillard trade. Um, And it wasn't that punitive for them. They had to get rid of Drew Holiday, but at the same time, I thought they... Who was also old, by the way. Who was also older, but I thought that they didn't have to give up like every future first round pick from now to the end of time. I I thought they did pretty well with that. They have absolutely no future. So They have the present. What, they have what's the pre- wrong with the president? But you're talking about five years. In the NBA, we know that superstars can say, I want out of here and force trades. We see it happening with my Sixers, possibly, and Joel Embiid. The contract length is kind of irrelevant at yeah, these days. Yeah, but Giannis and is this- still so good, and, and he's young enough that you'd get a massive return, even in the worst-case scenario. Best-case well, scenario, they win another title. Worst-case scenario is right. They get a haul for Giannis. Right. And start over. Best case scenario is they win a title, which they put themselves in good in a good spot here. But right now they're like the L.A. Rams, where they could get a one title because Brooke Lopez is ancient. Chris Middleton is completely washed. There's well, they already a, have one though. So yeah, they have two. one. Yeah, it's well, I know this new core. Yeah. So Damian's thirty three. I just worry that this team's going to get really old, and they have no way to replenish now because of their salary cap and because of the draft. They're going to have no draft picks. So Giannis, if he's left alone after three years 
could start to grumble and say, hey, can can we force a trade out of here? Okay, right now, though, I like the agency here of a superstar saying, you did this for me, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this for you. It's almost like we're, it feels a little more we're in this together. Yes, I know that things can change quickly in the NBA, but I do believe Giannis when he says he's all about winning. And the proof here is that he left $80 million on the table. Now, he did force the team to trade for another expensive superstar, but he did leave $80 million on the table. If he had just waited another year, he would have gotten a way bigger contract. I think that you did see him force the team to do something, and now that he knows that he can control the situation, I think there is a chance that this wears out quickly. Mm. There's well, a the second l- time he's done it. Remember, he yeah. also did yeah. a little bit of a threat and said, I need help, and they end up trading for Drew Holiday, and he signed his extension after that. I see this team as a very volatile situation because they're older. So what if it doesn't work? It's going to feel really desperate. It could work, and they win a title. Yeah. But also, if these guys who are older tend to get hurt or they slow down or Brooke Lopez finally has nothing left in the tank, then where are we with Milwaukee? Giannis is not going to stand there alone for this five years if he's the only player left. I look over at the Eastern Conference, though, and I know the NBA starts tonight, so this deal got done right under the wire. But I'm looking at the other teams in the Eastern Conference, and I'm seeing a lot of flawed teams. I'm seeing your yeah. 76ers are flawed. I, If you're telling me the Boston Celtics, are you getting what are you getting out of Chris Depp's Porzingis? Are you sure that's going to work? Are you sure the Tatum and Brown combination is going to get better and better, or is it going to disintegrate? I'm looking at Miami. You never know what Miami's going to be. I'm looking at EJ's Knicks, little young right now. I'm looking at the Cavaliers, fell apart in a big spot in the playoffs last year. I could find flaws with everybody. If yeah. I'm the Bucks, like I feel as good as any other team. In You're the probably the least flawed team. I agree with that. But there's one basketball we do not know how Damian Lillard and Giannis are going to have it in their hands at all times. That is always a tricky situation. I, I feel like Damian Lillard is not the perfect complement to him because they're both high-usage guys. Also, another question that has been brought up, do we know that Giannis is going to age perfectly? Is he, is he going to be a great player at 35? I don't know, but... What about now? Like now, so now this they're is, good. It's an, it's an all-in now move. But no, it's a five-year deal. Well, it's a five-year deal. But I think they're trying to capitalize off it right now. <laughs> like you're hoping to win in the next two years, aren't you? Because Lillard's thirty-three. Right. So that's what I'm saying. The the formula seems very short-term, and this long-term deal to me, so it kind of rings hollow. I'm like long-term deal. How can you have a long-term deal where you're the only player on the team that anyone's ever even heard of? You and your brother. I just don't know where these... Well, who's the team in five years? I mean, or when, when this contract starts to wear out a little bit. Well, here's the thing, though, about superstars and contracts, right? Yeah. Nobody signs them thinking about the last year of the deal. <laughs> that never happens, or else the sport of baseball just wouldn't exist, or whatever. Like, you have to think about you're getting your return up front in the first couple of years, and you take your medicine at the end of the contract. That's why I feel like this storyline that he's rewarding a small market team feels a little short-sighted to me the way the NBA works. Because, yeah, he's rewarding it right now, but it sets up a potential volatile situation in the future because of the all-in-ness of the Bucks. So, I, again, when you go all-in, Maggie, you know what can happen. Yep, it's true. There's You're, always a downside. But I think fans appreciate it, and I'd love to know, 855-212-4CBS, do you appreciate it when your team pushes chips to the middle of the table like this? Because, yes, Perloff's right. There is a scenario where this all blows up. But... I like it when teams, any team, big market, small, decide that they want to capitalize on the moment in front of them and decide to go all in. And you know what? Because you have Giannis, if this thing does go totally south, you can always trade him for more assets and restart. Like, there is an escape hatch here, but they're not looking for it right now. Now they're looking to try to win another title in Milwaukee. Like, yeah. it's, this, is, this, is, this is the time.
Yeah, I mean, listen, Kevin Durant re-signed with the Nets, a huge long-term deal. That was an utter, you know, all-in does not always work. We've seen it fail more often than not lately in the NBA. I think LeBron and the Lakers went all-in, you know, and LeBron and the Heat went all-in. I mean, there's a lot of LeBron in this. You could go all-in in the short term, but it creates a situation where you better win immediately yep. or it could turn south on you quickly. I'm For some reason, I'm thinking of Kevin Durant here. Yeah. Now, Giannis seems like a more loyal player, but he's become more assertive as he's gotten That's older. True. So I feel like this five-year deal feels hollow to me because if Giannis is going to dictate what's happening, he's going to need players around him. But as a two-time MVP and has already won a title, hasn't he proven he deserves the benefit of the doubt there? Like, he's proven that he can put the team on his shoulders to get them over the hump, and I think you got to reward that if you're a small market team. I would say also, or any market, I would say, you know, to every, to a certain extent, every team is kind of dictated by their superstar. Aren't they? A hundred percent. And if you put them all in the middle of the table, I'd probably pick Giannis or Jokic, I guess would be in terms of guys who I think would reward my loyalty. Mm. Like if I'm a GM, I'd love to be working with Giannis and Jokic. You think I want to work with James Harden? No shot. <laughs> yeah. I can't argue with you on that one. <laughs> I mean, first yeah. of all, I don't even know if he classifies as a superstar anymore, but you think, you know, I want to work with, uh, I mean, that all sounds Kyrie great. Irving or yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Kyrie. Yeah. You crazy. I think Jimmy Butler be okay. He's, he's a bit of a hothead who's worked his way out of town, but he's, he's a little different than James Harden. Hey, let me ask you this. So in five years, is Giannis going to finish this contract in Milwaukee? Uh, I'm not sure, but I bet you, I bet they win another title. Okay. Oh, I'll take that bet. I think he's, I think this I'll is take the, work. I'll take the field because they have one year. It's gotta be this year. And that's just a lot of pressure. I think they have two years. Dave mm. could still do this at 30. What about Brooke Lopez? I mean, the, he still plays at a really high level. Yeah, I guess you, you don't need to be young when you're seven feet and you don't really run or jump that much. I mean, the dude can hit threes. Like, and he still gets hurt. I mean, well, he got hurt last year in the playoff. I mean, like, they, I think for me, the one thing I would be, I think Giannis made a mistake because I think when you look at the structure of the team where essentially you got all these guys making big money for the next two to three years. Yeah. And we've seen in recent years it's very difficult for these guys to demand a trade and get to where they want to go. So if Giannis is saying, I'm going to sign for this money now to reward them, but then in a year or two, I'll just demand where I want to go. Right. We saw with Dame Lillard, that didn't work out. Dame Lillard doesn't want to be there. He wants to be. He wanted to be in Miami. Uh, Donovan Mitchell wanted to be in New York. Like the days of guys being able to go where they want to go after yeah. signing extensions, it's kind of history. Like Durant kind of got lucky Durant that got him it. and Cy kind of were cool. And I think that's the only reason why he's in Phoenix. But the recent trades that have happened, the big moves that have happened, oftentimes the players have not had nearly as much power as they did even three, four years ago. But Bradley Beal got to Phoenix, too. He got where he wanted to go. Right, but that was a team that wanted to – I think they wanted to move off from him. I'm, I'm talking right. about yeah. the guys that are actual commodities on their team where teams are going to say, I want to get the most value I can get. I, don't, I think that loyalty is kind of fading. So mm-hmm. if Giannis is saying, I can just sign this deal and go to New York or go to wherever I want to go, L.A., he better be careful. He may well, be stuck. Going I, I think a, there's a, a loyalty with the Bucks towards Giannis, though, that's different than those players you described. They might reward him. I don't think it's that simple. Mm. 855-212-4CBS. What do you think? 855-212-4227. Coming up, a new twist in the Michigan football scandal. Oh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.